Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 407, and, and today David. we'll be talking about A Night at the wow, End uh, and Wally and Dan. Cannibals and cryptids <laughs> in a back-to-back strange <laughs> pair of episodes. Yeah, cannibals again! Uh, it's <laughs> it's That's great. That's the second instance uh, of cannibals they, uh, and it, well, and it won't be the only season. instance of the family getting isolated with weird people. But whatever. So, yeah, I love that there are Canadians who want to eat frogs, <laughs> and it's also an episode about Polly trying to become independent and learning that someday she'll be ready for it, but to be okay with being a child, which is a fun thing to tell kids in uh, children's media. So it's like, it's okay not to grow up super quickly. But uh, but framing it within that she saves her entire family from cannibals. <laughs> You know, it's funny that you call them Canadians, because that reminds me of the Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode where Frylock runs to Canada after Meatwad signs him up for the Marines, and he <laughs> finds out that the only two things the Canadians ever do are saw people, like saw the movie, or uh, maple syrup. And yeah, like, is, is, I, is this all you guys do up here? I think it's hilarious they picked and, uh, that cannibalism archetype not that far to off. put you at comfort, right? Just some Canadians running a local bed and breakfast. No, because the designs are, look evil from the start. Well, no, it did not put me at ease because this is no, this is modern cartoons. So as soon as you see, uh, yeah. as soon as you see that, it's like, oh, okay. So I'm supposed to be getting sinister vibes from how nice and happy everybody is. Now, what really threw me off oh, is right. then they were so obviously sinister when they were trying to collect Polly. It's like, okay, usually when they do this, it turns out, oh, I'm trying to collect her for a completely innocuous <laughs> reason, and it was all a misunderstanding. Right. So now we've swung back again, and it turns out that they are in fact cannibals. And it's just that's true though. Like I, I first, Polly would have seen cartooning the has fake become monster in the corner, you just can't and then she would have the seen scenarios in which it sure looked like they were going to cook and eat, and you know they would use words to say that it looked like they were going to eat her family, and she'd go and put herself out there, and it turned out it was all a big misunderstanding. So no, <laughs> there's no, there's nothing like that. <laughs> Yep, it, it it would be exactly like Penguins of Madagascar, <laughs> and the the moral would be you listen to your gut, even if your gut was dead wrong. But it turns out that Polly's gut was dead right. Oh, the look of glee <laughs> on Anne's face when she I'm saw glad all she had the a baking role to play soda carelessly episode, left you know? right next to the vinegar <laughs> that mainly featured Polly. <laughs> she got to bring it on her Earth science. <laughs> I mean. So, just to be clear, yeah. do we think that this I mean, species of frog really they were actually for it. needs to eat other frogs, or it's just these weirdos? Hop-Hop would have known. Hmm. You know what? I'm assuming it's just those weirdos, because... Yeah, for one, you, you would figure a species of cannibal frogs would be something people would know more about, especially someone like Hop-Hop. 
And then two, they don't seem right. to have any physical advantages. And they're clumsy as heck, and they like are easily overtaken frogs. by I mean, they're not a like polywog toads, and a bow. Which are huge. <laughs> so, yeah, and she only uses it that way once. <laughs> I mean, to I be fair, remember. that's that's like which a which is funny because it seems pretty dang helpful, and she seems pretty dang skilled at it, as much so as Sprig with his, yeah. Must have run out of batteries. <laughs> Specifically Hot Pop. I, I did enjoy. He's learning they, from Anne. I used the word obvi in this one because it just so happened. I, Yeah. He's way older than the kind of person who would usually use obvi, so that was funny. But also, I used the word obvi <laughs> when we were yes, saying that these were the exactly episodes like we were that. going to watch. So Thank it's you, like I'm Carly psychic. Um, what else happened? I don't know what else happened. I'm really interested in the next episode because i realized something because i haven't finished amphibia yet but i have been rewatching up until the point that i uh, last left it in season three and the second episode which mainly features you know wally and building a relationship also features a monster which appears later in an important location in amphibia and now i'm like oh no this thing has importance for some reason how fun uh, but this episode does nothing mm-hmm. really to reveal its importance other than the fact that it's a mysterious, you know, cryptid that seems to be lurking around a very subtle ruins, which, like, don't have any obvious thing. Yeah, I was a little surprised. I know, that the, they the ruins, though, again, like I use the word subtle because they or have no. A little bit frustrating. Like, clearly, there was a structure there built by frogs, built with, you know, masonry, tools, whatever. So, but it, it it's not, there's no obvious, like, oh, this is what building was here, you know? Oh, it's a castle. Oh, it was a house. Oh, it was archways. Yeah, so. Wherever, who knows where these guys yeah, are? Yeah, off in some crazy. It's been cliffs, a long time. But, um, you know that might have some relevance to play later on, but I have no idea how much info they're shoving in. What I think, I think the only part I haven't watched yet is the second half of season three. So they got a lot of storytelling to do <laughs> in that second half, and it might involve this cryptid. But uh, but hey, Wally, that's what the episode's really about. How do you feel about our favorite? Yeah, this time, you know, clearly the British accents are ones we can trust. Wally right? and his gorgeous uh, especially hair. Especially the street. Uh, not, I'm thinking like the accent of the commoners, but it's specifically, uh, yeah, Cockney, yeah. So, uh, Wally. Wally and his accordion. Cockneys. It's, it's funny because uh, I, I, I do remember... Yahtzee of zero punctuation fame and one of his reviews taking exception to a villain having a cockney accent he's like you don't give a <laughs> and a cockney there is accent. uh you know no exception has to be are made supposed to be fun, adorable people fantastic and you know puts everything out there for Anne and Anne learns to trust the vagabonds which is adorable yeah i mean <laughs> impressively and she learns to play the accordion I mean, he is pretty good, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how he taught her with a broken arm. He must be just that good. <laughs> yeah, we get the sort of a Mario 64 moment, oh, I lost my like, cap moment, though. and you get to, you know, see Wally. 
without his hat on, you know, and he's got this very weird, also very old Englandy style hair, or <laughs> it just reminds you something of a little bit of old old royalty or something. Yes. Oh you know my who it god. Reminds that is me exactly of. right. It reminds wow, me of what's disturbing. his name? Farquad from Shrek. Yeah. Well. Okay. Help me with this. Did the bullfrogs from the last episode? Remind I just you of realized that now. Character? Because it definitely gave me that vibe when I saw them, and I was like, "Why do I think that these look like someone from Rick and Morty?" So you can let that one. Hmm. You can let that one stew in the back of your head a little bit. The only person I can think of mm, might be that, the that shopkeep from Look Who's Purging Now. The one who's like, oh, I do some stuff. But I don't know. That dude was like, you know, <laughs> I'm a nice place. You're right. I think folk. the cats. Uh, you that's, indulge right. in the purge? that's probably the closest oh, that yes, reminds sir. me too. And just the, the w- shape of their heads and I don't know, their super creepy teeth. Maybe it just reminded me a little bit of a Rick and Morty character design. Who knows? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But like I said, the uh, that episode drives me up the wall with the whole, okay, it's, it's now impossible <laughs> to tell what the ending of an episode is going to be because we've, got, we've gone full circle too many times. It's like when you're spinning someone around <laughs> to play pin the tail on the donkey. Amphibia does keep it balanced, they pin the tail, It's a much less head spinning good guys to watch Anne today. You know? form an understanding right <laughs> like it that's fine and the fact that she oh you know she doesn't end up getting the picture of course she doesn't get the yeah picture. that was it's just that breaks the rules <laughs> you just you get nothing <laughs> but friendship we, we're, we're because it's really about the friends you made along pictures the way. here we're taking nothing <laughs> yeah you know what else the Moss Man reminded me of? The Moss uh, Man Hilda. was the friends we, we, we made along we the way. I have just talked about Hilda on uh, YouTube, but uh, if you haven't seen Hilda, GC, what are you doing? Ooh. What are you doing right now? Why are we even talking right now? You should just be watching Hilda. Uh, the one after the movie? Not that I've heard. Wait, the, the last season is out? Oh, were you on the last Hilda discussion? I'm so useless. It's been okay, so long. Wait, yeah, what? I haven't even seen the movie still, mostly because I was afraid that a giant yeah, troll. I've, I've seen, um, I've seen all of the Hilda it, so. stuff, but I think those rumors may have been overstated. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You guys bravely, you know, watched the film for me. Thank you, Soren, and I told you. No, but. Uh... What the oh, Moss Man reminded me that. of is the cryptid from the Secret Saturdays theme song. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know your big what tall. What was that guy's Bigfoot name? style? Dude, guy. where is there another cartoon like the Secret Saturdays right now? That's classic. The the dude oh, who's okay. on the D and the logo. Uh, you know what though? Actually, I think that he's um, just a Bigfoot. The Venture uh, Bros pretty much fulfilled everything I needed from that type of genre of show. So probably watching the Secret Saturdays now, I'd just be like, but what about the parody? <laughs> so, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. 
we could be considering how this child protagonist yeah, like it, is getting it could uh, be funnier. You know, traumatized by their experiences. But hey, we already have Steven Universe for that too. So I appreciate that between Steven Universe and the Venture Bros. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, Steve-O gets traumatized uh, no, a lot. we have Steven Universe vis- future for that. Steve-O, OG. Really, it's just uh, mindful <laughs> yeah. education where he's visibly traumatized. Everything else, he just you takes know that's it like one good thing for Anne in Amphibia is much I less. Guess he just uh, doesn't think about scarring it the rest of overall, the time. which is funny given all of the horrible experiences. <laughs> but it's much less personal, which is which is good, I guess. <laughs> How horrific her environment is. <laughs> Oh, I yeah, and I, I love I, the callback to things I are really getting like messy. Them running back love, to love Bessie is like, go, go, go. Oh, yes, that yeah, was that's the good. other horrible thing good. is just start I counting the, the snails, snails and think about them how many out, even though they did been. not remove the traps from their <laughs> yeah. tails. It's kind of like how the town has lost, you know, someone every year. Like, there's just frogs dying out here. <laughs> I was convinced that that whoever it was with Wally, because it's like, I've never seen you before. You are my mm, pick yeah. for victim of the day. And uh, no, it was actually Polly. Very good subversion there. Besides, Wally needs somebody. Uh, obviously, he has Anne now, but I, I was actually expecting a little bit more verbal, you know, working right, through. Right, yeah, so of, there's uh, a lot more. Anne's, but this is her arc, yeah, you know, her feelings there. about friendship, I guess. Right, it's 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 cute. Like each little point that gets made, Wally's like can't get it all just yeah, in one can, episode. Uh, not do the whole reputation thing here, uh, which is funny because it, that has mattered in the town, right? I mean, between everybody supposedly hating her, her dealing with like the restaurant, right, and like trying to make it more popular again, is all part of like her desire to you know socially project strength and being put together and whatever. So, it's fun to just have Wally. I don't know. I think I think Stumpy's <laughs> diner was Well, that's true more, too. It ties you know, in with the restaurant. Has to defend yeah. the honor of her fellow food worker brethren. Yeah. I don't think that was about yeah, Anne at all. I'll, I'll I think that was that. I think that was Or at least that being the primary component that she cares more about seeing a beautiful restaurant. But at the same time, she does clearly, I feel like a lot of Anne's struggles, though, are, aren't always like directly on, I'm not, not directly on the screen. What's the right way to say it? Like she doesn't always, she, she really easily doesn't struggle with these problems. Like she's quick to do the right thing, which is great about her, right? Like, I mean, episode two, she's, you know, trying to convince Sprig to go into a lake that's going to kill them both. But she she pretty quickly learns her lessons, right? Versus we'll see with uh, Sasha that it it takes a little more time than it does for Anne. <laughs> I mean, to be fair to Sasha, things are yeah. going pretty well for her right now. I mean, I guess we'll see if I uh, see how the turn tables, but right now. <laughs> She's on a winning streak. Yeah, you don't want to switch away mindset. from a winning formula <laughs> just because you're on a cold streak. A little bit. 
Maybe she hits the gambler's fallacy. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, guys, that's it for us and on Night at the Inn and Don't Wally and Anne. You anywhere Join you us next to week. Until then, I'm GC13. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.